Hello and welcome. I am Jolie Walker, Grazia's Beauty and Health Director, and this is the Grazia Beauty Life Lessons Podcast. Thanks for being with us. Every week, I ask women who really know their beauty to share their best tips, the beauty products they swear by, and the well-being advice they just have to pass on. This week, we have with us a digital fashion and beauty pioneer. Hi, Grazia. I'm Tina Craig, founder of You Beauty, a tech-driven, science-proven, high-performance skincare that's meant to simplify your life and amplify your skin. Tina launched one of the first big fashion blogs, Bag Snob, way back in 2005. She's been a fixture on the scene ever since, with almost half a million Instagram followers coming to her page for regular style, inspiration, and advice. She says she's been obsessed with skincare for as long as she can remember. In college at USC, Neiman Marcus Beverly Hills was my favorite place to hang out. I would hang out at the beauty counters after class just to get free samples from the sales assistants. You know, I would make friends with, you know, Kelly at La Prairie and Lisa at Clé de Peau or Shiseido or any of the different counters and and save up my money for the best eye serums. Known for her incredibly glowing skin, she is all about finding products that work hard and deliver long-lasting results. She's also got a warning when it comes to product and treatments. Don't overdo it. Less is best and it's the smartest. The less you do to yourself, you'll see. If you if you look at people, sometimes I see 28-year-olds and I've mistaken them for my age because you could just tell they've had so much laser that they've blasted away the, the top layer of their skin and, and the t- oh my, my god. And she has this very important public information message. Stop plucking your brows. I plucked away my brows so badly that when I look back at photos, there was no, nothing there. Her sights are now set on transforming the skincare market and her U Beauty brand is already proving a global sellout success with tech-driven, high-performance formulas. So I am very pleased to be able to welcome her to the show today. Hi, Jolie. Thank you for having me. No, thank you. I wish I had this nice, beautiful tone of speaking. I'm sorry if I <laughs> greet everyone with my valley girl accent. Grew up in California. Not at all. That's just making me totally wanderlust and wanting to get on a plane. <laughs> I know. So maybe firstly, let's kind of kick off by describing your beauty style in general. Do you like to switch things up often? Uh, do you kind of like to stick with your products and know what works for you? You know, I used to be very experimental when I was younger. I mean, there was not a blue, purple, green, orange eyeshadow that I hadn't met. But as I've gotten older, I've realized I just like to enhance my features. So I pretty much stick to what I love, but I'm open to trying new things. Like lately, I just am obsessed with um, cheek jelly. So it's not a cream blush. It's more like a jellified, glow, sheer... Um, transparent spot of color. So that's what I'm experimenting with Mm -hmm. now. But other than that, pretty much stick with my tried and true. And is that what you have on at the moment? I can see even, you know, through the Zoom, it glowing cheeks. Yes. Actually, right now, right now I have my super hydrator, which is also a highlighter, but I did the little, yes, it's a little glow stick from Milk Makeup. And it's a cheek color. It's a very sheer color. And instead of foundation, I'm using Opti Skin. It's like an 3D inkjet printer, but for the face. It laser detects your pigmentation and sprays out 
the cut like sprays out makeup only where you have spots. So it looks like I've no in person. It's like I have no makeup on, and then it just it's like my skin. That sounds incredible. It is. So obviously we're getting your uh, best uh, beauty advice today. And in terms of the five things that we're going to talk about, let's kick things off with skincare, hey? Because obviously you've just okay. recently <laughs> launched the amazing uh, You Beauty, your new high performance skincare brand. That, I believe, has already gone out to global sellout success, which is absolutely incredible. Yes. So how did it come to be? Can you just kind of tell us your story and the journey behind You Beauty? You know, I have been obsessed with skincare my entire life, but obviously that doesn't qualify someone for like, I'm going to come out with a skincare line. But from five years old, I was taught by my grandmother that beauty really was from the inside out. And I was fed chicken feet, um, snow fungus, (laughs) chicken butt, I mean, anything, anything, everything we ate broth constantly. My grandmother was the bubble gump of broth. We had chicken broth, ham broth, shrimp broth, fish broth, beef broth, you know, whatever broth you could think of. Every single day I was fed broth from morning till night. So I learned at an early age that beauty was skin deep and I wasn't even allowed to wear makeup. Of course, my teenage years, I rebelled and I got a tan and hid makeup at my best friend's house down the street who I just reconnected with actually on Facebook. And I would paint my face, go get tan and, you know, just completely rebelled against my grandmother's advice. And, but by the time I got to college, I soon realized she was right. And so I completely did a three, you know, 180 and went back to what she taught me, which was just having good skin, the foundation of good skin. And from there on, I started trying out beauty products. And in college at USC, Neiman Marcus Beverly Hills was my favorite place to hang out. I would hang out at the beauty counters after class just to get free samples from the sales assistants. You know, I would make friends with, you know, Kelly at La Prairie and Lisa at at Clay de Poe or Shiseido or any of the different counters and and save up my money for the best eye serums. Um, my friends were buying, you know, the contour sticks back, this is early 90s, where I mean, so I was, you know, no, I was into the eye serum and saving money for sunscreen and things like that. And so then by the time I started, you be, um, sorry, Bag Snob, which was 16 years ago, my blog, I also launched Beauty Snob. And at that point, I just opened this floodgate of beauty gifting that I didn't even know was possible. Not only was I buying makeup, now I was being gifted makeup and skincare. And so that led to what I now call cosmetic confusion. And that went on for, gosh, years. And, you know, it wasn't like I didn't understand skincare. I, I fully understood from talking to doctors and and, and sk- working with skincare brands, some of the best skincare brands in the world. I launched Augustinus Botter at Neiman Marcus Dallas and on Instagram when they first launched. Huge respect for that brand and Dr. Botter, still good friends with the founder. And I was a Clay Poe ambassador, worked with La Prairie and even the drugstore brands like Strivectum. I've tried them all, but no brand could explain to me why if retinol touched my vitamin C and if two worlds would collide and my face would blow up in constant rosacea, I couldn't use retinols. I didn't know why and why I had to just use my lactic acids on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then my alpha hydroxys and betas on this other day, and then on this day, use my retinols, and then power through the rosacea. Why did I have to power through anything? I didn't believe, because my grandmother and my mother, they, I never saw them have any irritations. They use very calm, gentle things and smart, strategic things that they, they could find, and if they couldn't, they would have their Chinese you know, herbalist crush up certain powders to put on their faces. So I didn't understand why I couldn't find a product that combined everything I needed 
in between cleansing and cream. I think we all, women and men, we all understand the cleansing and the cream part, right? Yes. Yeah. One's cleansing your face, one is moisturizing. But what about everything in between? So I was looking for that solution and no one could give it to me. So it wasn't until having dinner one night with now my partner at the time. She's um, the wife of a longtime friend, just chit-chatting about everything. And she told me about a technology that a lab that she was, because she's in the business of private labeling products. And her lab that she works with in Italy is one of the biggest clinical grade labs in Italy. And so she said there was a technology that had taken them a decade to, to develop and she was t- and just listening to it, I thought, well, this is so interesting that it only treats the damage, but they could, they hadn't done anything with the technology, but they could maybe help me make a product that was for my skin. Because at the time, I, I still have never done laser resurfacing. I think it's very precarious for any skin, but especially Asian skin. And I'm very sensitive, so I don't do anything invasive. And so she said, okay, well, you know, maybe you can meet our lab partners. And I said, well, I can't get to Italy, but it just turned out they were going to be in LA at the same time I was going to be. And everything just happened. And that's how it started my U-Beauty journey. So we took the technology, we took the patent, now it's patent pending, but we own the technology. No one else has it. It's truly our brand. It wasn't like a third party manufacturer that I'm going to, you know, put together these different products and put it in one and stick my face on it and sell it. It really took years of formulating U-Beauty And we took a hundred of my friends who were not only experts in the beauty field, but I mean, truly, they were beauty influencers, beauty editors, Joanna Check, who's probably the best facialist in the world. These were, I don't test on animals. I tested on facialists, beauty editors. I wish I knew you, Julie. I would have tested on you. I would have loved to have been a tester. (laughs) Well, now you're going to be my lab, you're going to be my lab rat. I can be your lab rat in the UK, no problem. And that's how it got about, because imagine having a hundred, and we also had a hundred clinical test models, of course, but a hundred beauty experts testing our products for us, giving us this invaluable feedback to develop a brand that was driven by the needs of people who actually know what they're talking about, you know, who've been in the business for years and years. And that's how it came about. Our lab is a hundred percent CO2 free. It's run on with green energy. Everything we do, develop, formulate is in the same lab. There's no third-party manufacturer, so we don't take any risks. It's bottled there. And so we're a truly sustainable brand. And by the way, the 100 testers that we used, not only were they diverse in skin color, skin type, but age. There was a 73-year-old friend of ours and my friend's 20-year-old college-age daughter, my own son, who I would never, I only have one child, I would never allow him to use anything that I didn't know was the cleanest, the best, most efficacious product for his face because he was going through, he still has teenage acne issues. And so because of this testing of this huge sampling of people of, you know, we had African-Americans, we had Caucasians, Asians, West Indians, Middle Easterns, you know, there was every, every color in the gamut and skin type and skin and lifestyle. Surfers who spent their life under the sun to women like myself who, you know, wrap up with sunscreen and hats and cover-ups and face shields before they leave the house. So that's why I can confidently say and honestly say this is a product that is developed for everyone. It's smart and strategic because of our technology, the siren capsule that we took, that we own from the lab. And it is a, 
delivery system that allows us to micro-target your most compromised skin area. So we only treat the damage. That's such a brilliant idea, yeah. Yeah, most people like me who tell me, oh, the minute editors saw retinol and vitamin C and lactic acid and glycolic acid and antioxidants, like, that's a lot of actives in one little bottle. I don't know, I don't use actives anymore because they were like me, beauty editors who use their faces as experiments for years and years and now have developed rosacea. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I have rosacea. Exactly. I'm probably one of the same. And I think, like you say... Self-induced. Self-induced, very much cosmetic, you know, cosmetic confusion and ingredients. When I first got into this job, I would throw everything on my skin and I have fairly sensitive skin. Yeah. So I definitely, definitely know where you're coming from. And honestly, the hydrator, I have it on today, is such a beautiful texture. It's amazing under makeup as well. But the resurfacing compound replaces six to eight other products. It's your toner, your retinol, your vitamin C, your antioxidants, vitamin E, lactic acids, glycolics, multi-hydroxies in one. But it's not harsh. It will not. You literally have very little risk of irritation because of the delivery system. It only treats the damage. So it bypasses your healthy cells. It doesn't treat your healthy cells. And the best way of explaining it is it's like when you um, take antibiotics and it doesn't distinguish good bacteria with bad bacteria. So it kills all your bacteria. This can distinguish the damaged cells. So it only treats the damaged cells. That's why it's so smart and strategic. And the hydrator, the super hydrator that you love contains five unique types of hyaluronic acid. So not only does it offer deep hydration, but continuous hydration for up to 48 hours, but it provides that luxurious cream base where everyone thinks, oh, it's gonna be too rich for me because my face is oily. But no, the minute they put it on, it melts into your face like a serum because of the technology. It literally melts in. Doesn't it? I love it. I'm like, I put it on as a highlighter. It, it melts in and it feels bouncy. It's beautiful. It feels bouncy. It really does because we're preserving your healthy skin cells. For me, it's not about anti-aging, fighting aging. I'm going to age. You're going to age. We're all going to age. We're all going to die. Those are the two things I know in life. I don't know what's going to happen to me tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to be able to travel to LA or come see you in London, but I do know I'm going to age. So what I want to do though is preserve whatever healthy cells I have. So this is a whole different way of looking at skincare. It's not about fighting anything. We're we're going to age, but let's preserve what we've got. Preserve those healthy cells because our cells will perform their healthy cellular function by constantly turnover and creating new cells if we just leave it alone. Everyone's over exfoliating. We got to leave our skin alone. And when people come and meet me, they're like, holy crap. The people there, they're like, "In what have you been doing? And I'm like, I'm just you beauty because I don't get to go to parties anymore. So when I finally do see a friend here and there safely distanced, they're in shock because they know that, you know, I'm 50 years old and, and I'm, I'm over 50 and my skin still is better than when I was 25 years old. I mean, your skin is literally glowing. I can see it popping, the glow popping off your cheeks. Thank you. And obviously, Thank so we've, we've spoken a lot about you beauty there. And in terms of your best advice when it comes to skincare, would you say that that's it? Would you say it's streamlining? It's not only streamlining and using smart strategic products, but I have one really great tip that's free. And it's to stop washing your face with scalding hot water. That hot water is stripping your face of its natural lipids and essential oils that you actually need to keep on the face as your moisture barrier protectant. So why would you strip it of that? So I always recommend using lukewarm room temperature, you know, if it's winter or just cold water. And you will see a difference in your skin literally overnight. You use cold water to wash your face, follow with your U-Beauty products, you'll wake up, you will thank me. You will literally be like, oh wow, I look younger because you're not drying, over drying your face. That's how I grew up. I never, 
I mean, for five decades, I've never washed my face in the morning because I woke up, my face was clean, so I splashed cold water. And when, you know, when I was younger, I would have the very active oil glands in my T-zone, so I was taught to just wash my T-zone if I needed to with a very gentle gel cleanser. Again, just not overcomplicating your routine. Don't over exfoliate. Don't overcomplicate. It's not that complicated. It's simple, but not dumb. Less is best and it's the smartest. The less you do to yourself, you'll see. If you, if you look at people, sometimes I see 28-year-olds and I've mistaken them for my age because you could just tell they've had so much laser that they've blasted away the, the top layer of their skin. And, and the t- I'm like, oh my God, when I was 28, I was dancing on tables and <laughs> drinking my martini. He's living my life. Oh, that would be nice. That would be very nice right now. I know. Well, I have my own nightclub in my office now because I've got this light. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Okay, brilliant. I love that advice as well. And totally free, like something that someone could do totally start free. today. Love that. Yep. Okay, so next up, makeup. What is the best piece of makeup advice you've ever been given or you have to give? Stop plucking your brows. Someone gave me that tip and I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. It's the 90s. Kate Moss. Hello. Drew Barrymore. I plucked away my brows so badly that when I look back at photos, I look like I was like a crazy person. There was no, nothing there <laughs> of pencil. And now, of course, I have to microlay it back. And so I always tell girls, I'm like, do not follow eyebrow trends. Your eyebrows are the windows into your, your eyes, your soul. They frame. Think about your, cur- your window and your window dressing, your curtains, your shades, you know. So, and they do not grow back. Just leave them alone. Just keep it a nice natural shape. Don't worry about the trends. Go with what looks good on your face when it comes to eyebrows. And I think another makeup tip I have is as you age, less is best when it goes to makeup and foundation specifically because it will settle in the creases. So what we want is, is we do want the coverage. So I do something called micro concealing where I take Bobbi Brown's uh, first, if you don't you know, if you have the Opti that's made it easier, but it's very expensive. So a, a less, a gentler priced way. I, I like to say gentle price. I don't like to say cheap. I don't like to call anything cheap because it's whatever your budget is. I like that gentle price. Yeah. A gentle priced product is just Jones Road Beauty. My dear friend, Bobby Brown herself, her new line is called Jones Road Beauty. And it's the face pencil, the everything face pencil. I micro conceal just where I have the spots and blend it with a brush and then let your face glow. Let your skin show. And you actually look younger because without that thick layer of foundation, let the young kids do that. They've, you know, they've got youth on their side. Anyone who's over 40 should try micro concealing and cutting back on powder. And I don't use powder ever unless I have to go on television and it's all. No, I love that tip. And what brush are you using when you're blending in the concealer? Is it like a, like a small kind of eyeshadow brush or? Jones Row Beauty has their own brush, but any flat, flat edged brush to blend it in is fine. You know, I think brushes, I sometimes just look on Amazon to me, I just get, you know, if I want flat, if I want angled, they're pretty much, I mean, for me, there's a, Artiste has a great one for the, you know, full face. It's a fat one with lots of bristles if you want. But again, these things are expensive. So just whatever you, whatever your budget is, look for the gentle priced ones or you can splurge. But for the face brush, I just have a flat edge one from Jones Road Beauty. And also you're, t- you're, you're saving a lot of money by not using so much product, yes. like a foundation every day. Buy better. Micro concealing. Okay, correct, because people, when, the minute they say, well, the resurfacing compound is expensive, you know, I said, well, it's replacing 
your toner, your, you know, like six to eight products, count those up and you come back to me. The minute they count it up, they realize, yeah, wow. And to know that when you're done using it, you're not, you don't have eight bottles to throw away. So you're not only saving money, you're reducing your carbon footprint and our packaging is recycled paper, recycled um, materials, and this is recyclable. So there's just so many ways the way we decided to go about our business. We're true. You know, we're all three, Katie and myself and her sisters are VP of product development. She's a cosmetic chemist or getting her degree in cosmetic chemistry. And we are all mothers of children, teenagers who call us boomers for ruining the planet. We're not even boomers, but that's what my kid calls me. <laughs> so we're very thoughtful and we think true luxury isn't layers and layers of expensive, heavy packaging because you're paying for the packaging, by the way. We think true luxury is having all of it thought of for you, knowing that it's from a sustainable lab that's run, that, that the lights are kept on with green energy and it's 100% CO2 free. And every time you buy a bottle of U Beauty, we donate to plant a tree in your name when it's purchased from our own website, every order. Amazing. So everything we do is very thoughtful and we don't have, you know, we're self-funded, we're bootstrapped, so we're not... We don't have any pressures from any investors who want us to make profit, make any of that. So everything we do, we have to sleep at night knowing that we are making the best product that we couldn't find ourselves. And that's how we go about the brand. What a brilliant way to go about it. Literally everything thought of for everyone else. You've done all the hard work for us. Yes. Now you just have to remember to use it every day and then you'll just glow. That's all you have to do. Cold water and you beauty. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's it. My routine. Um, okay, now on to hair. The best piece of hair advice that you have to give. Oh gosh, you know, people have given me so much advice, but I think the best advice was stop trimming your own bangs because I would trim them after a glass of wine. And it always seems like such a good idea and you think you're doing so well, but really just leave it to the professionals. Seriously, that's... <laughs> because I have woken up I, going... I am guilty of that as well. Because I'm like, oh, it's got the scissors. You know, oh, it looks great. But then I look back at photos and I'm like, oh my God, you could see. Because that's what professionals are trained to do. Cut their own hair. So that's my hair advice. And that's because I've learned my lesson. Leave it to the pros, but also a very good lockdown tip because, you know, we're not able to go to the salons at the moment. A lot of at-home hair cutting. I know there so is. So resist the urge. Resist the urge. Another thing is don't wash your hair every day. That was the best advice that my grandmother gave me. And I only wash my hair twice a week. So if you're really inclined to get oily, take a brush and gently massage the scalp with the brush and then softly brush it. So you're, br- take, you're pulling that oil from your scalp onto your hair, which gives it a shine. Ooh, and you're breaking up that. Which gives it a shine. Yeah. And then or you, what you could do is even spray water, you know, onto your brush and then brush their scalp and then blow dry, blow dry it again. That helps, that helps also elongate the life of the blowout. So I'm able, when my, you know, I live in, I live in Dallas now. So we had this crazy winter blizzard. And I still, I haven't had hot water in 13 days. So I've only washed my hair once in 13 days, but I was able to stretch it almost eight days by all these tips. (laughs) We need them. That's a brilliant tip. I'm going to do that just with the touch up with the water as well. And brushing it through that will, you know. So instead of, I've watched people who just brush their ends, you're just breaking off your ends. So what you do is if you're, if you have, I don't even brush my hair really, except for when I want to clean it. So I, I kind of, I have a soft, you know, the large bristle flat, it kind of do this. Harry Josh has a great one. And then I just pull, I pull it through. And then it conditions the hair as you go. I know. That's how I see it. So it's like shiny. 
because I have very long hair. And, Love that. And so that's how I keep it. Brilliant. So welcome back, everyone. Uh, we are on our fourth piece of advice, and we're going to talk about fragrance. So Tina, tell me your fragrance advice. This is the best advice. I don't even know how I got this, but if you use a rollerball fragrance, um, take the rollerball, put it right under your nose, right here, right there. I, I, I can't really show it, but you can see what I'm doing. Put it right under your nose, right here, right? right above the, not so close where you're gonna eat it, but in between the nose and the mouth. This way, if you've had garlic or anything like onions, when you're talking, all they'll smell is the, the perfume. But if you have, if you have- Oh if my you God, use, love if that. If you spray perfume, just spray some on your fingertip and dab it right under your nose, above your upper lip. Don't even, don't touch the lip because you'll eat it. Yeah. But that's the same thing because the heat from this area will emanate the fragrance. So it's gonna mask anything you've eaten. Trust me on this tip, especially date night. That is amazing. And also then you get to smell your amazing fragrance, you know, yes. up close and personal all day. Yes. Do you and know what, Tina? Speaking, I've never heard that. I know. It's a good one. I've done that it for, amazing. I've done this for probably 30 years. So someone must have told me when I was 20 years old to do that. And I've always done it. And I remember when my son was really little and I didn't do it. And I was talking to, you know, you talk to your baby up close and he says, Mommy, go smell pretty. Go smell. Because he was so used to this <laughs> scent. He thought every time mommy spoke, gardenias emanated from her mouth. And instead, he smelled, he smelled my, you know, Szechuan chili oil, garlics. And he was like, mommy, go smell pretty first. Go. That is brilliant. <laughs> and do you have any go-to fragrances at the moment that you're loving? You know, I am a stickler for fragrance. I only use three fragrances. And it's been the same three for decades. One is the Creed Melissime. When I found out it was created Ooh. for Princess Diana for her wedding, I had to have it for my wedding, of course, because I love, like there was no one I truly just admired so much. And then um, I use that for, I still have that on rotation. Then I discovered Kai Gardenia Fragrance. Now that's the pure gardenia oil. That's my secret. I love florals. I blend a lot of florals. So I'll layer with the Kai here and right here and then lightly spritz the Melissime. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. And then I've also just added um, Le Labo Lise 41, which is a jasmine flower scent about 10 years ago. So I'm a, I don't change because I, I just love the way they, and I sometimes blend it all three or I'll just use one or I'll use two. So I feel like I'm getting variety, but it's still, and those are all really pure scents. So I can actually, I have a really good nose. I could go apply for a nose job. I mean, for, you know, the nose for fragrance brands. Yeah, of a fragrance. Yeah, so other fragrances that have too many fillers, I can smell, I can immediately, I need that pure floral, non, you know, without too many fillers in there. So I love that you have a trio, a trio yeah, of uh, signature scents. Yes. Love that. And I mix it all. Okay, so number five, we are on self-care. What is your kind of go-to piece of self-care advice? During COVID pandemic, you know, I didn't have a facial for almost a year. And one of my favorite treatments are, I have two, I have Renee Rouleau and Joanna Check are two facialists that, that I love. And Renee did this facial on me where she had these ice cubes frozen from serum. And then Joanna Check does this facial where she does, you know, your acid peels. And then she does a cryo. So I, I started thinking, wow, they both ice my face right after these 
So I, I created this at-home fire and ice myself in the early days. So my self-care day is getting some yogurt, non, um, any, any yogurt, just as long as non-flavored, plain, plain yogurt. Any, any, it could be non-fat, low-fat, or full-fat, doesn't matter. Just one spoonful, a little bit. And I'll crush some strawberries in it because strawberries have a lot of vitamin C, antioxidant. It helps with pigmentation or, or even avocado if you want, if you're, if you want more moisturizing. I'll put the yogurt mask on for just a minute or two because I have very sensitive skin. Don't leave it on too long. Yogurt is very active. Let me tell you, if you think these organics aren't active, the yogurt can cause really bad rosacea. Then I'll rinse it off. Then for the ice part, I freeze, um, I freeze coconut milk. Coconut milk is also antibacterial and it has moisturizing properties. And I have these little whiskey mold ice balls. Then I just quickly go over my face with the coconut milk and it's like fire and ice. And the reason being... Ice will, anything cold will constrict your blood vessel. Nothing will shrink or open your pores. That's all old wives' tales. When you're steaming your face, it is physically impossible to open your pores. What you're doing is you're softening the dirt. And then this dirt is easily removed, so it Mm. looks like you opened your pores. But you didn't. You just removed the dirt by softening it with any kind of heat and, and steam. And so, but what the ice part does is it constricts, when you're cold, you know Everything constricts. Your your fingers are skinnier. Your ring fits different. Your jeans fit better. So when you do that to your face, constricting the blood vessel gives this gives this appearance of this glass like glow, and it also literally just helps the skin. It's almost like a vacuum effect. It immediately sucks in whatever product you had on your face that you had put on before. Which in this case, the coconut milk just sucks it in, or whatever else you put on your face right before. And I do that real quick. That sounds amazing. Yeah, you don't want to get a frostbite, so you don't want to do it too long. Or you can even put a sheet mask first and then do any ice over it, and that helps it go in. Because sheet, sheet mask provides a barrier for the ice so that you don't give yourself a frostbite. But that's a good self-care because, you know, it takes about an hour to do the whole treatment. I got to make the yogurt, then I, do, then I do a massage. Not an hour, maybe 30 minutes. So that's like my pampering. That sounds like a great self-care session. Yeah, it's great. Okay, and our final question today, biggest beauty blunder. Tell me, what was yours? Oh, God, I have so many. Um, Probably number one was plucking away my brows. So I literally was bald. Number two was in my teens, the bright blue eyeshadow. (laughs) Blue eyeshadow with black eyeliner, so thick, winged. You literally couldn't see my face or my eyes. You couldn't even tell what nationality I was because the makeup was so thick. And I think that was my biggest blunders, just thinking that I had to pile on so much makeup and following the trends so closely. If a woman, you know, I didn't know that in the magazine, maybe they didn't pluck all her brows. Maybe it was a makeup effect because as a teenager, as a you know, young woman in her early 20s I, at the time and early 90s, I didn't know. And so I was just like, oh, I've got, got to follow. So I think following the trends too closely instead of doing what looked best on my face and my skin, and my features. And with your brows, did you pluck them yourself? Did you wax them? Oh, I plucked them all off. I, it, was, it became an obsession. Do you know there's actually a disorder where you, you get obsessed with plucking it from the roots? And so it just felt very satisfying. So I just kept going, kept going until there was literally just one row of hair on my brows. Oh, and another, another blender I did was for whatever reason in the 90s, somebody told us to heat our Shumura eyelash curler with a blow dryer so it was hot. So that, and then, 
But by doing so, I was damaging, the heat was damaging my lashes. So I literally have no lashes left either. So listen to me, kids. <laughs> so don't overpluck and do not heat the lashes. No, don't, don't heat it. I, I would literally like heat it so hot, I would burn my eyelid and then, <gasps> oh no. then I would clench it, clench it, you know. So I did a lot of damage to myself in the 90s, 80s and 90s. We were all experimenting. We didn't have all the... There was no internet to tell us, don't do this. There was no TikTok influencer. There was no Carolyn Hirons telling me, don't do that. You know, I wish I had a Caroline, a beauty godmother when I was in my teens and 20s. Yes, got to love Caroline. She'll tell you. Yeah, She'll tell you how it is. (laughs) She'll tell me now. Yeah, even though we're the same age. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing all of those. That was literally brilliant. And I've got so many tips that I want to try. Yes. Basically, as soon as we get off this podcast. Report back. I will. So much brilliant advice from you, beauty, and bag snobs, Tina Craig. Thanks again to her. And thanks again to you for being with us. We always ask, but it really, really matters to us. If you're enjoying these episodes, please give us a rating and review in your podcast player. Word of mouth is also so helpful. So please tell your friends to give us a try, especially if they are big fans of beauty. Thanks again and see you soon.